Tired of covering up those varicose veins? Welcome to SBH Bronx Health Talk, produced by SBH Health System and broadcast from the beautiful studios at St. Barnabas Hospital in the Bronx. I'm Stephen Clark. Those varicose veins in your legs not only may look unattractive, but they also may be a sign of a more serious problem. With us today to discuss this is Dr. B. Bobby Chung, Chairman of the Radiology Department at SBH Health System. Welcome, Dr. Chung. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Uh, I'd be remiss in saying not only is Dr. Chung an outstanding interventional radiologist and diagnostician, but also arguably the best karaoke singer in SBH history. Thank you. I won't ask you to sing it, uh, but tell us if you have a go-to song. Um, you know, it's funny because uh, at the hospital, I try to keep it a little more PG, PG-13. I really enjoy uh, Eminem, uh, Dr. Dre. A lot of uh, West Coast rap is, is, is kind of my go-to outside the hospital. Okay. And in the hospital? In the hospital, I kind of like, I'm pretty much known for, I know I did Linkin Park, uh, the last barbecue, and before that in the cafeteria, I did it'll come back to me <laughs> okay of, of course dancing is a big part of it too i mean that's part of the spectacle of, of when you do it but we're looking forward to the next event as in, any, in any case getting back to business uh what exactly are varicose veins so uh veins are i mean the job title that i had before being chairman of radiology was um, vascular and interventional radiologist. Uh, a lot of times we're called interventional radiologists, but my full training is vascular and interventional radiology. So veins and arteries are just fascinating to me. Varicose veins are what happens when the veins can no longer do what they were designed to do. The valves in the veins have failed, and when blood goes to your legs, to your arms, to whatever, it's carried there by the arteries, it's pumped by the heart, but in order to get back to the heart, there's nothing pumping. So, for example, in your legs, the muscles have to contract, and the valves are what allow the blood to go up, up, up. Once those valves fail, then the the blood starts to back up, and it can cause unsightly varicose veins, it can also cause um, feelings of heaviness, it can cause skin changes, it can even start to cause skin breakdown, which we call venous stasis ulcers. So it's, it's one in a long list of things that can happen when your veins start to fail. Now, does this happen progressively, or do you just wake up one day and bang, you look and there they are? So like everything, it's, it's progressive. Um, a lot of people sometimes maybe just will one day notice them, but it's going to develop over time. And, and there's a lot of risk factors to varicose veins. Um, there's a big genetic component. You know, if people in your family have had varicose veins, you're more prone to them. Um, being a woman makes you more prone to them. And the job that we do, the job that I do working in healthcare makes us more prone to them because most of us spend all of our time or most of our time standing and standing up the further your heart is above your legs, the more uh, pressure, the, the bigger the column of blood on those, on those veins. So if you're a, a waitress, for example, you're also likely to be at risk. Yeah, waitress, um, you know, cashier, clerk, factory 
work or any anything where, where, you're, where you're standing upright. And do they tend do they tend to get worse as you age? Um, yeah, over time, just it's that chronic weight of of the blood that pushes down on on the valves and like most things in the body at age makes <laughs> things worse and break down. And I guess they're fairly common too, right? Yeah, de- depending on whose estimates you look at uh, in the adult population, it's anywhere from 20 to 40% of people suffer some kind of venous, um, sim- some kind of symptom of venous insufficiency. Uh, varicose veins, about 20 to 40%. If you ex- include spider veins, which are just kind of those tiny red lines that some people can get, especially if you're very uh, pale skinned, then I've seen estimates up to 80%. Now, they're, they're, they're not terribly attractive, but also um, you may want to get them checked out for other reasons as well, right? Correct. So like I said, there's a spectrum. Um, varicose veins in and of themselves aren't usually dangerous. They can be unattractive. Um, they can set you up for life-threatening issues, uh, such as deep vein thrombosis. So if you have a superficial vein is a varicose vein, but if that clots because the blood there doesn't move and that clot goes to a deep vein, then that can go to your lungs, which would call it a pulmonary embolism, which is something that, um, like Serena Williams, when she was pregnant, she had a pulmonary embolism. So it's it's important to get get your veins checked out because they they can they can lead to life threatening complications. Um, when is the um, what do they look like, which would indicate maybe it's time to check them out? Well, I I think at any point, if if you have varicose veins, you should probably um, at least get a ultrasound study to check the degree of reflux and then to check the the deep vein system, um, especially because. If we can show a major superficial vein, um, most varicose veins aren't going to be named veins, but if there was one of the major vessels with a name, we can uh, ablate them. There's different kind of therapies we have to take care of that, which can help prevent uh, complications down the road and can also improve just appearance because a lot of people don't like the way their 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 veins look uh, well, when that happens. Well, Dr. Chung, how does it start out? If someone comes to the radiology clinic um, to have them uh, to have a diagnosis, what happens? So generally, we see patients in in our clinic. Myself or Dr. Steve Epstein, who's our other interventional radiologist, who actually ran a vein clinic of his very own before he came here. So he brings a lot of of his experience to to the table for for our evaluation and treatment of veins. So we'll, we'll see the patient in our clinic um, either that day or very soon afterwards we'll do a ultrasound study and the ultrasound shows what the veins look like and it also shows um, if the valves are working and which valves are working. And the way we do that is by either having a patient kind of, it's called a valsalva where they kind of like breathe and then kind of bear down and that can force the blood towards the feet, which if we show that, that means the vein, the valves aren't working correctly. Um, and then if we show that, that means that we can try to treat that vein and try to shunt that towards the deep vein. Um, but before we shunt that towards the deep vein, we have to make sure the deep veins, those valves are working. 
Okay, so let's say you find that there is a, an issue here, and you mentioned that, that you yourself had an issue, and mm -hmm. you basically solved it by wearing compression socks. So there can, it can be conservatively handled, correct? Correct. That's generally the, the first uh, means for treatment. Um, I'm wearing compression socks right now. Uh, you know, I wrote, wrote that article, I'm not sure when it's going to be published, um, about my own experience. Um, Actually, the first time I got varicose veins was when I was 12 years old. I broke my leg, and I was on one leg for six weeks, eight weeks, and, and you know, as soon as I could walk on both legs again, those veins disappeared. Um, and then doing this job, I'm standing up all day. I'm wearing uh, a lead protection for, for the, radi the fluoroscopy procedures that I do, and uh, my wife noticed a, a varicose vein coming up. So... So I started wearing compression socks. Um, I know a lot of people in the hospital wear them. It's amazing. They, they both help shunt the blood normally, so it takes a little pressure off the valves. It gives your, the, the valves in your veins a chance to relax. And because it squeezes all that blood um, kind of out of the veins, it, it, gives you, it actually gives you more energy. I never would have believed this until I started wearing compression socks. If I don't wear them, I, I feel, you know, I'm dragging, and I just need, need that extra. So... Uh, for me, that was mostly prevention, but I was starting to get a little bit. And um, for people in general, just if, if they come to us, that's generally the first therapy that we're going to offer is, is compression stockings. So let's say uh, after a certain period of time, the compression socks don't do the trick. Then what? So if, if the reflux gets worse, generally it starts with... Um, Distension of the veins, varicose veins, then it can lead to skin changes, it can lead to hair loss, um, it can lead to discoloration, and then what we really don't want is skin breakdown. Um, and then sometimes patients come to us with what's called venous stasis ulcers because the pressure on the skin gets to be so great that the skin breaks down. So if the compression stockings aren't halting that progression, then we can do an ablation. And the bl ablation we typically do, we have uh, a laser, um, which is an endovenous laser. So we put in medication to numb the, the skin, the superficial structures. We put a needle in, we put a wire, and we use that wire to guide the laser catheter. And the laser catheter kind of cooks the vein. And again, we have to make sure that there's a veins that work deeper and once we cook the vein the blood that drains from your leg will go to that those deeper veins and that will generally halt the progression of these venous reflux changes is this done under anesthesia uh usually under local sometimes we give a little bit of um just sedation um, you know we don't we don't have to put people to sleep for this the uh the lidocaine works very well some people are a little bit nervous we can give a little, a little verset to relax them um but very quick procedure. How, uh, how long typically? Typically, takes about half an hour. Um, after we, you know, cook the vein, then we, then you have to wear compression socks for at least a couple of days straight, which is usually the kind of um, a little bit annoying thing. But we just want to make sure that the the vein stays kind of pressed together, just to so it heals shut. Uh, and then generally, you would wear compression stockings at least while you're upright for, for, for the next few weeks. I mean, you know, I, I do that every day for the past few years. So, What's the uh, success rate for this Suc procedure? Success rate is about high 90s. Usually I quote about 98%. Um, you know, patient selection, like I said, we have to 
do the ultrasound evaluation. We have to make sure that the the vein that we're shutting down has another vein that 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 works well. Otherwise, we'll we'll make everything everything worse. But with a good patient selection, about ninety eight percent success rate. Does insurance cover this? So for. I mean, it's a yes. cosmetic procedure it, it, as well. So. It's, it's, like I said, a lot of people consider this a cosmetic procedure. But for most people, even if they don't realize it, there are health implications of this. People often don't realize that, you know, they were having heavy, aching pains until they're treated. And, and they're like, oh, my God, my, I feel so much better. So insurance does cover it for, for, for many indications. I mean, not for cosmetics, but right. for pain, for skin changes, and definitely for, for ulcerations and, and, and skin breakdowns. This is, uh, there was an, an, an old procedure that, that preceded this, correct? That wasn't as uh, painless or as clear-cut correct. as Correct. A, a lot of people think of treating varicose veins with vein stripping, which is where it would go, they would try to put um, uh, an instrument all the way down the course of the vein, kind of hook, and then kind of pull the whole vein out in one go, which worked, but was very traumatic, um, kind of a messy procedure that required general anesthesia and had a lot of bleeding and had had um, much more complications than, than than what we can offer now. I mean, it's still that's not really used so much anymore. It's generally if you can can ablate it with thermal ablation, quote unquote, cook the vein, then we do that. Sometimes we have to do a stab phlebectomy, which is a much more use. Uh, it looks like a crochet hook to just kind of rip out. I hate to say rip, but remove a small portion of vein and 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 cook the rest. But that's not common, right? Typically, the ablation is more... It's ablation, so typically socks, and then ablation, and then other than thermal ablation for, like, tiny veins, sometimes we we use an injection of a sclerosant, which um, is a chemical that, that again, kind of cooks the vein, kind of scars it. uh, And it's the same-day procedure, your your home that day? same-day procedure. Some people go to work, you know, that afternoon. Um, So the recovery period is is minimal. Correct. Okay. um, Is there a number someone could call if they want more information about this? So generally, the best way to 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 reach me and to reach anyone in radiology is just our our front office number seven one eight nine six zero six one six two, and and they'll be able to direct you to me or uh, you know make an appointment for my clinic or uh, get whatever uh, radiology studies need to be done. Okay. Thank you very much, Dr. Chong, for joining us on SBH. Bronx Health Talk. Again, for more information on treating varicose veins or other services available at SBH Health System, visit www.sbhny.org. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.